Yo, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of The Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jibril Sahemi, and this time, we are minus one member, but plus a cooler member. What we've, <laughs> lost, in, what we've lost in Raf, we've gained in Naringa. Yeah. I like Hello, that. Naringa. How about, let's introduce Naringa first. Yeah. Yeah, because she's also the myth, not the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the myth, the woman. The woman, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Naringa. How would you say hello? Hello and labas. Labas. What what does labas mean? It's hello. In what language? In Lithuanian. In Lithuanian. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So so Naringa has been on this podcast I think twice before. So this is your your three peat? Yeah, yeah. The th- return. <laughs> the return? <laughs> yeah. The return of the Naringa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Naringa of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Hi. Um I don't know if I need to introduce myself again. I don't didn't really prep an introduction. Um We 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 it's always awkward when we are introduced. Yeah. Raf or, and I, I I'm always really awkward when Or can I introduce myself as the woman who needs no introduction? Sure. Ah, I sure. like that. Yeah, That's absolutely. She needs no introduction. Yeah. yeah. That works. The Naringa. Yeah. The Naringa. How many Naringas do you know? Just one. Exactly. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Raf couldn't join us um, for boring reasons related yeah. to Thanksgiving, otherwise known as the celebration of the destruction and robbing <laughs> of, Indian, of Native American people's land. Uh, but whatever, it's cool if you celebrate that, yeah. and it's cool if you uh, bail on your duties. I think I think what they celebrate is Friendsgiving, and they um, I don't know if it's Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, but um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I talking? <laughs> No. See people and no? and eat food. Like you know, British people also have some weird things they celebrate, like Guy Fawkes Night. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah, celebrating um, the uh, the I guess the burning at the stake the of plan. a terrorist. Yeah, or the plan to burn Parliament. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, uh, like, I was talking with a few friends the other day, and we we're trying to figure out what Boxing Day was. Um, do you know why? What that why is? is it called Boxing Day? Or what it, it like? What oh, was man, it? This is one of the. There was. There's always in like a Christmas cracker trivia. Oh yeah. And I never remember. I've I've re- I've definitely read the 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 explanation, right. but I I don't know. Because I I, I've remember. gotten loads of different things of when I went on Google and checked it out. But one of the explanations was it was the day you go fox hunting after Christmas. Not sure if that's real. The second thing was it was the day that you go and give leftover food to the poor. I think um, I heard that one. The third one oh, so you is put it like in boxes then the food. Possibly. Possibly. Uh-huh. The third one was um like things that didn't get sold for Christmas are sold for like a discount on Boxing Day. Um which is kind of like Black Friday, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um there were a bunch of different things like that. But anyways, <laughs> we digress. Today we're closing off the Korean New Wave theme. Um, and we're doing the film Burning, but I don't know much about this. Ollie probably knows a little bit more. So how about you introduce the film to everyone? Sure, sure. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this one, but just a quick little introduction. Burning is a 2018 psychological thriller written, produced, and directed by the Mr. Lee Chang-dong. He's a fantastic filmmaker. I suggest you seek out his other work if you enjoyed this. It's based on the short story Barn Burning, 
written by Haruki Murakami, a very famous Mm -hmm. Japanese novelist, with elements inspired by William Faulkner's story of the same name. It stars a couple of actors that are very well known in Korea, but for an international audience, the most notable name, most likely, would be Stephen Yun. Mm -hmm. Um, And the plot depicts a young delivery man who runs into his childhood friend and how they meet an enigmatic young man named Ben soon after, who Jong-soo becomes suspicious of and begins to believe is in danger. Sorry, I kind of butchered that little summary there. But anyway, it's it's a psychological mystery film. Yeah. And um, I'll just give my quick thoughts on the film and why I chose it before handing it over to you guys. Um, this film has kind of haunted me. It has lived rent-free in my brain ever since I saw it. I watched it um, with my younger brother in the cinemas in uh, Institute of Contemporary Art, ISA. Right. Uh, in London, it's in Marble Arch. Just a quick question. Sure. Same year as Parasite. So I or think same it, year as I think it was released in South Korea, or it premiered in 2018. I think I watched it early 2019 when it was released. Okay. Okay. Um, in the West internationally. Um. Uh. But yeah, I am. Um, uh, and this film has had a really profound effect on me. I think it's one of those films where when. For the, it's quite a long film and it's definitely a slow burn. So you're watching it for two and a half hours and up until the very end, or I think even afterwards, until you've had a moment to digest it, you're thinking, why are we watching a lot of this? Why is any of this significant? And it's one of those films where once you get to the end and it, and it really dawns on you what this film's about, or at least this was my re- um, reaction anyway, everything that you've seen is like a puzzle piece that fits to make a picture that isn't actually clear. And that's what I really love about this film is that it's about so many things, depending on how you interpret it. It's all about what's there and what isn't there. There's a crucial scene um, early on where Hamie's character does a mime with a tangerine. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about the film. She says the tangerine is there. It isn't there. So Mm. Hamie has been murdered. She hasn't been murdered. Mm. Uh, Ben is real. He isn't real. You know, every... there's. Everything could be interpreted from a different angle and you could come to so many different conclusions. But I also think it's a really you uh, it's a really interesting commentary on South Korean culture, on masculinity, on class. I just I really love this film. I do think it is a masterpiece and probably in my top ten films of like the last I don't know, twenty years. Um wow. so yeah, a bit of a hyperbolic reaction, but those are my initial thoughts anyway. Mm. Um I want to hand it over to you guys next, but I'll, I want to get our guests' thoughts first. Um, yeah, hard to follow that one. Um, this was my first time watching it, um, and we watched it together. And as you said, it's a very slow burn kind of film. And I think it was one of those things where like, we finished watching it, and I was thinking about it after like a couple of days afterwards and just trying to like understand and everything that happened and I think as I said before I feel like multiple viewings would give you so many like different things that you didn't notice in the first one and it's very intricate and I liked what you said about like the pantomime thing and I think it's more about what's there what isn't there it's like it's how you tell a story everything in that is like how like like everything they like all of your preconceptions about certain things like are going to influence what you think is going to happen so it's like you take some vague facts and you bring it together from the way that like you understand it or you perceive it you know because from my perspective as a woman i feel like yeah ben definitely killed her you know Mm. it's like he's a predator she's gone he he killed her 
you know, it's it's what you believe in mm-hmm. and what you think. And it's it's like that little piece of evidence you need to be like, oh, yes, this is the truth. Therefore, it is. Because mm. nothing is in the movie is clear. Everything is so vague that you can interpret it in so many different ways. It's like yeah, an open book almost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, so, yeah, I really loved what both of you said, um, particularly what you said about like these the early what you said you're you're looking for pieces of the puzzle that makes an unclear image mm. is that i think you said yeah, something like yeah. that um yeah so that makes a lot of sense for me but it it kind of i hated that <laughs> you know like i hated the fact that it was such a long i it's not that i don't like this film I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was an incredibly beautiful film. The performances from the three the three actors were just incredible. I thought their characters really shone through in the way that they um, performed them. You know, like from... Uh, what's the main character's name? Um, he was so physical with the way Jung-Soo? he walked. Yeah, Jung-Soo. Jung-Soo, yeah. Yeah, Jung-Soo. Um, mm-hmm. His performance, incredible. Hae-Mi... Um, I also really enjoyed the way that she kind of played the I don't I don't know how to explain the kind of character but like someone that definitely um Ollie would fall in love with I think. <laughs> well, she's a manic pixie girl and that's she and like it doesn't it makes so much sense that like it's based on a Murakami story. Yeah. Even though I love Murakami as a writer, he does not know how to write women. No, mm. no. And mm. but I think I, this seems like it's 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 um too easily giving excuses to the writers or to the filmmakers here, but yeah. I think she is a she is kind of portrayed like a manic pixie dream yeah. girl, but this is a film almost entirely told from the perspective of, of this young man yeah. who I don't think we necessarily can believe is a particularly good person either. No. So the fact that she's very she she's kind of seen like you said mm. as the the kind of character that I might fall in love with when yeah. I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Or um, <laughs> someone you know, for example, like Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine, or yeah, or Zoe Deschanel um, in Five Hundred Days or of Summer. Scott Pilgrim, uh, what's her or, name? Yeah, Ramona yeah. Flowers. Ramona and Scott Flowers. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that it ultimately makes sense because you're seeing the film mm. from this very blinkered perspective. Yeah. Yeah, but still, like. We've seen so many of those women. Can we not make them in any way better and mm-hmm. less like this, mm-hmm. you know, flowy woman who like takes her top off and starts dancing yeah, yeah, after yeah, smoking yeah. a joint, which never would happen, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like there is like realistic manic pixie girl behavior. And yeah. then there is stuff that is just like a little bit yeah. too much, you know. So it was definitely like that was one thing that I was kind of like, uh, is this completely necessary? I was like, this is definitely written by men like filmed by men like this is definitely from the point of view of a man so um it wasn't i mean it wasn't really a bad thing necessarily for what the movie was trying to achieve but what i'm trying to say is that it was just way too long like i found it difficult to have the uh how do i say it the reward of what happened at the end of the film wasn't enough for sitting for me sitting through this entire film. So yeah, there's, yeah, there's things about it that I didn't like and that's probably the main thing. Um, but the, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed the, the watch. Mm, Yeah. mm. I just think two hours and a half is way too long for what, um, what was 
rule, what was on what, the page. Yeah, what was on the page, yeah. I would agree. I, I definitely felt like some bits were nece- necessary to show. Like mm-hmm. some things could definitely be be edited and shortened and still have the same kind of effect mm-hmm. yeah. on the audience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that. And look, you're, if that's your gut reaction, I get it. If it's not really engaging the mm-hmm. whole way through, I understand it. And it's certainly a slow burn, but I think... And I, I think it's it's pointless for me to say, but if you watch it a second time, mm. it really comes together. That's a very annoying... Um, that's 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 Those are very annoying words, to I suppose, to hear from somebody mm-hmm. who's trying to convince you to like something they like. Like, you need to give it a rewatch, the, but it's... It reminds me of a film, and it reminds me of the exact feeling that I had during that film. And it's that one... I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's got, like, Will Smith in it, and he, like... He kills himself Hitch. so he can... No, he kills himself. <laughs> oh, it's the him. one with the dough where he like donates his he organs. He donates his eyes and he donates yeah. parts of right. his body. It's... This is with Will Smith? Yeah, was yeah. Smith? And with, uh, what's her name? Oh, was this Seven Pounds? Yes. Seven Pounds. I've yeah, never yeah. even seen it, but somehow I, I just saw the poster <laughs> yeah. in my mind. So when it reminds me of that film because I remember the entire, and people walked out like halfway through the film because they was like, what is going on? And then it like in the last 20 minutes, there's a reward okay. of like, oh, okay, this is all the puzzles, puzzle pieces falling into place. And that's the kind of the same thing that I felt for this film where I was like, oh, I see the puzzle pieces falling into place. But it, you said it perfectly. It fell into place, but the image that was made up is still unclear. <laughs> yeah. After yeah, yeah. watching the film and thinking about it, I was still like... I don't have the pieces to make a clear judgment on like and what I, how it ends. I yeah. think I, what I like about it is not that you can put the pieces together and figure out what happened. The point is is that anything could have happened really mm-hmm. and there's no direct conclusion yeah. or clear you're not left you can't leave this story with a clear understanding of what happened. Yeah. Like if you go online people have theories, mm-hmm. very specific theories mm-hmm. as to what exactly happened. But it doesn't matter because there's not enough evidence to support any one conclusion. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is that you can create so many different kinds of stories. You you said it's about – it's kind of like this, what the story is depends on who's telling it or how you're telling it. And that's what I love about this film is mm-hmm. that it's all about how stories can change depending on which angle mm. you look at it from. Um, I will say this, though, that I think I found it quite I, – I wasn't bored – watching it the first time or in mm-hmm. subsequent viewings just because i think the mystery that mm-hmm. it puts in front of you of what happened to amy was interesting enough at least that it kept me engaged mm-hmm. but i understand i can understand people being disappointed by the ending because they're expecting uh a, a, a more familiar ending that you you might expect yeah. from um, a, a mystery film or from a whodunit or a murder mm-hmm. mystery where you're going to get find out who did it what happened mm-hmm. to amy but you don't get that what you just get is a really you know, extraordinary act of violence, basically, between yeah. two men. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, this is the this is what I love about the film is that even if you didn't like it a lot, conversation it can engender a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, should we get to uh, favorite scene? Let's do it. Um, does anyone want to go first? Naringa? Um, yeah, sure. I can go first. Even though I didn't... Again, it was the scene where Hamey is dancing topless in the field. And even though I, I hated that, like, you know, she smoked a joint and, like, immediately went off, took off her top and started dancing, that was, like, really stupid. And I didn't think that, like, the depiction of smoking weed was very real. Yeah. But 
the the visual aspect of that scene was so beautiful mm-hmm. and like i f- i feel like i've n- not seen that before and it was just so i don't know just looked so amazing and ethereal is that the word ethereal ethereal, ethereal yeah. um that's i was like wow this is a really beautiful um um piece of filmmaking yeah, yeah. and also I, if you know anything about filmmaking that whole scene not just that scene but them smoking weed and chatting outside beforehand it all takes place during twilight during the magic hour yeah. which yeah. means pain in the ass to shoot because you they would have had to shoot that over many many days most likely because you've basically got that light for about maybe 25 30 minutes max before it goes and to shoot, and you want to get it in sequence as well yeah. so yeah um but very striking visually yeah, yeah. so yeah a lot of the scenes in this film is just that's the like the perfect word ethereal like even the sex scene their first sex scene or no their only sex scene i think yeah they yeah. only have sex once they only have sex once right and yet he's yeah. like she's mine which yeah, i yeah, think yeah. is a, an interesting and you know yeah, what i thought when i was that. watching that scene i was like he looks like he doesn't know how to kiss well <laughs> yeah. i think that he was directed that way I yeah, think that's yeah intentional. i know well that's, well, I think, that's yeah like but his just, performance was so he's physical. basically like, a child. He yeah. barely doesn't he barely knows how to walk. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. just like a There's something Arabic, very animalistic about yeah. him. In Arabic we call a person like that loferi. I don't know if it's like actually an English word made Arabic. Anyways. But what um, does it mean? It's that kind of guy who, you know, kinda like doesn't give a shit about slouches. what they wear, slouches, kinda Pull like drags posture, their feet. Yeah. Um uh you know, even the way they drink, they're like slur- like it's Sloppy. Uh, yeah, sloppy kind of, but it's not sloppy. I don't know. Anyways, um, I really liked um, the shit. Now I can't even remember what I was going to say. Um, well, the, the first sex scene, I thought that entire like thing where he comes into the house, they like talk about the cat and like is like, ooh, what cat is she talking about? Is she talking about her <laughs> hoo-ha or is she talking about like an actual pet? Or does she even have a cat because we never see cat? the cat? because yeah, you never see the cat, exactly. But you see the poo though, like that's a lot of wow. effort yeah. to like yeah. to find some cat's poo and put it I mean, like, she definitely, sure. in the she litter. She definitely has a cat, but yeah. we just don't know if the cat at the end that we at, see is her cat. At, at that moment where they have uh sex um he doesn't see the cat poo that's when he tries to feed the cat and then he finds out later that there was a cat there or whatever um but i just really like the thing where she looks outside the window and as you see the light hit the tower and it comes and it shines on the wall um i don't know if you guys have ever felt that living in london but like in my old flat there was a specific time of day where this is the only sunlight natural light that you get in the house and that hit home for me and i thought it was really nice that when they were having sex that was what he was focusing on or at least i don't know what yeah, did no, it, I, no i was gonna ask like did it hit home to you in the same way when he would like come back to the flat and masturbate at that exact same time yeah, that, that, that was the weird thing where i was like i think it's really interesting. i think it's, yeah. yeah i mean it, you could look at that as like kind of a pretentious choice because you're not entirely sure why he's doing that but i think yeah he's a, i think you could interpret that as like a commentary again on the the class the sort of class envy yeah. or the class mm. aspirations because Hamey and Jong-Soo are both from working class families yeah, from the from, countryside. Yeah, from the countryside. Whereas Ben yeah. is this mysteriously wealthy, well-educated, mm-hmm. seemingly international person. But basically, she, the Seoul Tower is where the light bounces off of. She yeah. describes that. 
And the Seoul Tower is like, I guess you could look at that as a symbol of wealth and aspirations. Right. So yet she's living in this tiny one bedroom, one room flat. Mm -hmm. She's in a ton of credit card debt. Yet he masturbates to the, to looking outside at the tower. And when they're having sex, he's staring at this light that for one brief moment of the day reflects from Mm -hmm. the Seoul Tower, from the skyscraper into um, the pokey flat. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You, I think, I think you were saying that, that that scene as well is kind of strange and ethereal in the same way that the uh, yeah, and a her lot of, dancing in the twilight is. Yeah, and like a lot of the, um, a lot of the scenes in this film are kind of like that, where it's just, I don't know, it just seems kind of like a hazy dream in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what about you? I mean, uh, I'll 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 throw in a different choice, but I want to quickly talk about the yeah. the, the dancing scene. I have a sneaky oh. The dancing scene. Sure. Well, I was going to pick another um, scene, but I just wanted to quickly uh, comment on that. First of all, Miles Davis is the soundtrack. Yep. Incredible album. Yep. That's his score to a French movie called Lift to the Scaffolds. Um, and I think it really complements that scene beautifully. But also like her, I could, I could, again, I could totally understand why a scene of this attractive ma- manic pixie dream girl taking her clothes off and dancing after one hit of a joint in front of two guys reeks of something that was written by a man and this was written by men so that's totally true but i feel like it's really tragic as well because someone says early on when you're a woman in south korea which is a very patriarchal society from what i understand it's really hard to exist because you're expected to be two things at once you're expected to be pretty beautiful flirtatious but you're also expected to be chaste and you're not expected to be a slut which is what she's called by this character and that's you see with the dynamic with the two men like the it also goes with class well not so much class i guess but with age and like yeah. your seniority in work so that's why he asked like oh how old is ben and it was like oh six or seven years older than you so he has this like forced um like reference or reverence yeah. towards yeah him. yeah but i think that i don't know i mean it's perhaps a fair point but i feel like that movie is is not really about women in any meaningful way it's more about like men's reactions one thing i did like like thought about when i watched the movie and i don't know if like you noticed that she says when she meets him that she had plastic surgery because Mm -hmm. he called her ugly Mm -hmm. and it's like then it comes into question of like you know is that her revenge sleeping with him once and Mm. then having someone else and then completely disappearing and then, you know, having him question or like actually looking after her cat who Mm. might not even be there. That's, I think that's, that's one interpretation, which would be, you could, some people have argued, do we even know this is Hamie? Because he doesn't recognize her because she supposedly had plastic surgery, but he also doesn't have nearly any memories of anything she describes like well, or the moment when he called her ugly. He has no memory of any of this. So you could, and, we never see anyone else from her life look at her and call her a Hamie. Mm-hmm. So no one from her past is ever around to confirm that this is yeah. her. So, you know, anyway, it's, it's again, you can go down the rabbit hole so many times, yeah. but I'll just quickly say as a, as a different scene, I, 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 yeah, I really love the dancing scene. It's obviously very memorable, but also the final scene, which if Raph was here, I think he would shout out because it's most of it is a one, a single take, which Raph loves, but I just think it's really haunting the way he, um, it waits snowing at that point and when he stabs him and then when Ben tries to get back into his car and he stabs him again and it's the first time you see Ben cry and yeah. Ben had said earlier his character had said that he's never cried in his life yeah. 
and he almost in a way he, he embraces him when he's being stabbed at the yeah. end which almost felt like you could interpret that as you got me or it could be thank you for releasing yeah. me i think and, i think what yeah. made it really effective and i don't know if it was planned but right before he was going to stab the guy a truck um yeah drives by and then he kind of has to act or i think he gets stabbed already and he like tries to cover yes. the dead body yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a beautiful scene. I think. And then when really he's driving great. in the car naked afterwards, and you yeah. see the, the fire and the yeah in the reflection of the rear view window. One thing I'll say about Ben crying, though, I feel like um, interesting connection there. But I feel like when he was saying, "Oh, I've never cried," is more about emotional crying. That I don't think that was perhaps an emotional crying. No, that was no. more of You're like I've been stabbed and like <laughs> yeah. it fucking hurts. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So course. it's I feel like maybe he was like him referring to not crying means more of like, I've not cried emotionally because... Yeah, of course. That's yeah. The... No, definitely. It's so, so funny. It just... I recently watched bits of Andrew Tate and Port- Pierce Morgan and there's like an extended bit where Andrew Tate is like, I didn't cry in prison. I don't cry. I just had an emotional tear like streamed down my face. And it's just An like, emotional tear? Well, what yeah. else is a tear? I don't know. It's the kind of like stupid, like toxic male traits mm. about like, so I get what, like Ben, for example, like this whole like toxic masculinity where he's like, I'm cool. I'm a man. I, don't I like, cry. yeah, I don't cry. Like I've never cried in my life. And the way he comes yeah. across like a sociopath because he's, yeah. she's crying because she's talking essentially about having, I think, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Or questioning her existence because she's describing those feelings she has when she saw the sunset and the dancing. And he just like laughs at her and he's like, it's so fascinating when people cry. Yeah. And similarly, he laughs when Ben tells him, sorry, when jong Su tells him, I'm in love with Hamie. And Ben just like laughs in his face. Yeah. 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 See, he plays a really good asshole. He's, I yeah. think he's very good. It's yeah. actually one of the best assholes I've ever seen because it's so understated <laughs> yeah it's so like quietly and like quietly asshole you know it's mm. like very he's not like you know very vocal or you not. i don't know what it is about him but he's like so like low-key mm-hmm. the worst yeah which kind of makes him like the perfect villain because he's like this well the worst like rival as well like lo- yeah. romantic rival yeah because yeah he's he's everything that jong is not he's like perfectly groomed he's mm-hmm. so well dressed he listens to jazz in his apartment while cooking pasta, which I thought was a funny line. Yeah, as well. I thought that was pretty funny too. Um, or like just even being in like the swanky neighborhood and like near Gangnam or whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah, it's 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 exactly like you said. This movie springs like conversation. Um, just before we move on to performances, because I feel like it's a good segue. Um, I do love. I guess I guess you can't really call it a scene, but the shot of uh, Jung Su um, going to look for Hami, and she goes to the mime class, and there's basically oh, all yeah. the guys, like all the people dancing. I don't know miming. Sure. Um, and then the it's just a single shot, doesn't move of these people miming in a dark room. Lighting is incredibly beautiful. All of a sudden, you see a door open. Line light shines through. Jung Soo comes in and then the teacher comes over while the mimes are like uh I can't remember if they're moving or I think they continue I think moving. they continue yeah. yeah yeah and they just have a conversation and they go back to this like silent movement uh, I don't know it's just such a 
beautiful scene. Uh, or completely or, agree. Or not a scene, I guess, like a... Just a, a an image. Sequence, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just wanted to put that there. But um, yeah, let's do performances. Um, I, we spoke about uh, Steven Yeun. Um, and for me, that was my favorite performance, I think. I think, I mean, out of the trio, all of them were excellent. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. But I, I agree, Steven was mine too. Because... Mm. I've seen him in other stuff before. Like the first time I saw him was in um, uh, The Walking Dead. And I so to... have you seen him in anything that's also mainly Korean? Um, I've seen the no, actually, that was the first time, mm, and it was same here. It was so interesting because I was like, he looks so much more Korean. Wait, Demi, mm. you seen Minari? Yeah, I've seen Minari. That's in Korean. But he plays an American. No, he plays a Korean guy. He plays a movie. Korean guy in that yeah, film. Yeah. Oh um, well, sorry, I anyway. famously did not like that. Movie. I hate yeah. Minari. I think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen in the last five <laughs> wow. years. Wow! Yeah, wow. it's so boring. Have you seen Min- <laughs> so you haven't seen Minari? I don't think so. No. Okay, but you you saw him first in The Walking Dead. In The Walking Dead, I really liked this character, and I just liked him as an actor in general. But in this role, as I said, like that character was just so amazing, so well done. As I said, like the best thing about it was just like the the understated assholeness of him. Yeah. You know? It yep. was never like in your face. It was never like obvious. It was just like the way he would look at people. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. way he would treat people with niceness, mm-hmm. but something sinister underneath. Mm-hmm. You know? It was like that Yeah, I thought that character was really really cool and it made me hate him so much as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we, we were watching this together, Nuring and I, and um, I think we were, we were, I think, yeah, just at one point, shortly after his character's introduced, he just turned to me, he's like, this guy is such an arsehole. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, I mean, have you guys both, would you guys I mean, both if go I as... could, I would give all three of them. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll name the other actors just because I feel like yeah. they deserve a shout out yeah. here. Um, so, John Jong Seo, who plays Hey Me, this mm. is her first time ever acting in a film. Oh wow! Which, she's a complete unknown mm. when she was. Um, is she like this. a K-pop? No, no, no. She's completely no, unknown. Just a com- picked completely out of obscurity. Which, Damn. And I think what she accomplishes with this character is really wonderful. But yeah. I would also I would go with um, you are in who plays Jong Su because mm-hmm. I think you 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 nailed it at the beginning when you said he just got such an it's such a physical performance. Yeah. And what's crazy is if you look at pictures of the the actor who plays him. Mm-hmm. So he's actually a massive K drama star. Right, he's right. a he's massive in Korea. Oh, okay. Although he got, I think he's embroiled in a drug scandal recently. But oh shit! And you see pictures of him, and he's he just looks like one of the guys from BTS. He's like really handsome, really beautiful, and if you well could, put together. And he's like a model. If you but could in this compare film, him to looks, like a Western actor, what kind of who would he be? I mean, I oh, so I'm not he's as, like a heartthrob. Kind like, of. He's yeah. like a like a Tom Holland or something. Okay. You know, or okay. like um. A Timothy Chalamet or okay, something, maybe. Okay, okay. He was he's re- he's he's been popular for like a decade mm. in South Korea. He was like a, a teen actor, I think. Right. And yet he's really you believe him as this really I mean, I don't know if you would go so far as to call him he's not ugly, but he's just very plain looking and more importantly, he's got he's like ill mannered sort of, or he's got quite yeah. childish mannerisms. Yeah. And he's got like no guile whatsoever. Mm. Um and so I thought it was a really good performance. And yeah. there's this one scene in particular where like he's quite a like a monosyllabic person in general like not he doesn't betray a lot of emotion or complexity but there's this scene where you realize the effect of this miss this disappearance has had on him where he's describing 
You know when he goes to her sister's restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, Amy's sister's restaurant? And he's talking about the well. And yeah. And they're like, that never happened. But yeah. he's describing it. And then all of a sudden, his eyes well up with tears. He's yeah. just like, I'm sorry. I've, I'm just realizing what that must have felt like to be in the well. Yeah. And I just think it's a really beautiful moment. He, he yeah. performs it so well. Yeah, he but, does. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, favorite quote. Oh, there are I so have many. this one, actually. Yeah, yeah, because um, I, I wrote, wrote it down, and it's it's uh, from Hamie's flat, and you're introducing your poop first when <laughs> oh. he doesn't see the cat, but he sees the poop first, and I thought that was really funny. So that's my favorite quote. That's good. I struggled with this actually because it's hard to remember quotes when you're reading subtitles. And then I looked, and then I was like, ah. so I tried to look up subtitles online. There is nothing. You know what's funny? I didn't even know that that was one of the questions in the new seasons, like favorite quote. But when I was, we were watching, I wrote it down because I just thought it was so hilarious. Oh, that's great. So I yeah. mean, um, yeah, there were quotes that I wanted to remember, but I couldn't because it would have required going back and watching the film again, and yeah. I just didn't have time. But I found this one quote that I liked. It's when he's, it's not the full quote that I want, but he's, it's when they're sitting outside in the suns during sunset and Ben's character says the morality of nature is like simultaneous existence. And he says something like, he's like, I'm here in Panju. I'm also in Seoul. I'm here. I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that just plays into the theme of the movie is that two things can exist at once, basically. It just depends on which where, you, where you're watching it from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a chilling moment when he's talking about the barn burning as well. Mm. Um, but what about you? The greenhouse burning. Oh, sorry, you're at greenhouse, greenhouse burning. You're right, yeah, yeah, sorry, greenhouse. yes, correct. Um, not gonna lie, I did not prepare one. <laughs> that's totally uh, from watching the film. Uh, I remember being like, "That's a quote," and then I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Let me think if I can get one off the top of my head. I mean, it's no. hard to beat my yeah. one. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yours, that was a good one. Was <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. It was just so funny. It's like one of the rare, like, like laugh out loud moments. Yeah. Or, or like comedic beats in this entire film. Yeah. Well, sorry, fans. I've let you down. Movie newbie Aww. listeners. I can't think of one. Um, <laughs> but I guess <laughs> we could... We could. I, I'm going to switch it out for my favorite... Um, Jung-se? Jung-se. Um mannerism and it was basically the moment where he was trying to get into Hamie's apartment after like she disappeared after he called her a whore basically and or and she kind of got killed I guess well um, we don't know that we don't she know yeah she, she could have just, just left yeah, yeah she could have just peaced out I think card Ben debt. killed her I think yeah yeah or Ben I you want, sorry do you want to hear a really interesting theory what's that, up that's floated around before mm. Because, you know, there's that we haven't talked about this yet, but crucially, there's a point in the film where it switches from his perspective to Ben's. Yeah. Where you see Ben putting the makeup on that girl, Mm -hmm, on that woman. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you realize that maybe Ben has this modus operandi where he finds lower class women or Mm -hmm. working class women. Yeah. And basically trots them out in front of his wealthier friends. Yeah. To kind of make fun of them, basically. Yeah, yeah. But what if he helps these women disappear because they've got lots of credit card debt? What if he like Maybe. provides a service where uh, he helps them get plastic surgery, change their identities, and disappear? Mm. Or I maybe. think that's too nice of him. I don't think also, he's that kind of a guy. And also, Hamie had surgery before she met him. 
So, so yeah. but what if we don't we don't know that for sure? What if her and Ben knew each other before she met Jong Su yeah. at the beginning? Also, it could be like reverse like South Korea thing because there is a thing in Korea where North Korean operatives try to bring South Koreans into North Korea, and they're living on the border and of North Korea. You're yeah, hearing they, I didn't the even think about that, and he's like, "Oh, what is that sound? I don't know." Derper, derper, derper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but there was a, so I guess I'm going to change the quote to mannerisms. But there was a bit where he was like getting visibly more frustrated trying to get into her flat and i thought that was like in, like some of the best um physical like some one of the best yeah. physical performances yeah. i've seen yeah so or just he, even him like jogging like he's like oh, the most man, lazy he's like the most so like sloppy angry. jogger he's like he yeah. looks like he's obviously he's wearing way too many clothes to jog i'm sure everyone if they saw themselves jog they'd be like jesus i know Christ. but he's yeah. got like the most like care haphazard I, like dragging yeah. his body basically oh, yeah. it, across the I road. I know guys from National Service who used to it's basically they really just their body just does not want to do it but <laughs> yeah. they would basically get put into detention barracks if they didn't. So it's like someone who's like taking everything they can to just like do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, good shout. Um so um armchair. Armchair moment. Um so it'll be, it'll be a quick one for me. I, I I don't really have any armchair mm-hmm. moments. I mean, obviously, I think yes, you're completely right. Uh, you could watch this film and think about what if we actually didn't make the one female character a sort of an object of affection or sort of an object of mystery. Um, but I love this film so much, so I, I can't really offer any critiques. So I'll just hand it over to you guys. I mean, I'll use that scene because. I don't know, like at this point in which 20- scene, sorry. Um, well, just or just, just sorry, not scene. Just her being like so manic pixie girl. Like I feel like in this day and age, in twenty twenty three, like we can do better. We had like so many mm. like shitty women characters. Like it's not that easy, you know. Mm-hmm. You can still have that kind of like I don't know quirky or this kind of female that has impact and not make her completely mm-hmm. two dimensional or completely just like this, you know, floaty weird kind of I thing that's like possibly the deepest character out of oh yeah like, well, i don't she i don't talks find about the her... little hunger and the great hunger yeah and like jong su's just like a dullard to use yeah, a yeah, but... like. yeah literally. and ben is like a creepy yeah potential sociopath who has like no interiority but her speaking about that doesn't really give her the depth as well because yeah, the way yeah. she's talking and mm. like when she's telling that story she's like the laughing stock of his Ben's friends, you know, like people yeah. are looking at her and like, oh, she's so weird. She's like, mm. so I don't know. I just feel like her character just could have been more. And again, like not to take away from anything that happens in the movie, you could still have the same effect, but just like give someone a little bit more, mm. you know, to work with. Because. Yeah, it's always like the men who have mm. like really interesting, amazing characters, and women are always left with just like something that's scratching yeah. the surface. So, or like masturbatory fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. She literally is because he's masturbating. Yeah. In exactly. Room. Exactly. So, yeah. Have Have you guys read the book? No. No. Uh, the short story. Yeah. Or is it a short story? No, I read the I read the Faulkner story that the right. Murakami story was based on, but right. not the murakami one was that the faulkner story that ben was reading he i think he was just i don't know i think he might have just been reading a collection of his stories right. or a, or a biography of Faulkner right. or one of his novels okay well because like i was just i don't know what the female character like if if her character like to me it didn't seem 
it didn't seem um flat like uh, i thought that the way her character was written was um it made sense for the plot like the fact that she was mysterious and nobody knew who she was or like what exactly um was going through her head i think like it because we were from the point of view of ben and jung su and they both don't really didn't really know what was going on but um i do understand the whole like i think for me it was just like the nudity i was like you don't yeah. need that to capture like yeah um i don't think it was necessary to move the plot along like you could have easily she have, could have done danced it. with her t-shirt on would have been yeah or even like the whole dancing yeah. thing it's again it's just like not that she was like necessarily flat but again it's just she was different than both of them and again it's mm. like that kind of i don't know i guess the best way to describe it is the manic manic pixiness of her like mm-hmm. this this girl that might you know change me or like inspire me to do something or whatever it's and murakami like as much as I love him, like he is not the best at writing women. No, okay. this is pretty yeah. characteristic and, of his work, where mm. a woman only exists to add mystery to the life of the protagonist. and serve yeah, the yeah. man's story. You know, which mm. Hamy is exactly what she's doing in this mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. See, like I'm not very familiar with Murakami stuff, so I can't really comment on that. But I feel like for this film, her character, where I just didn't like the fact that she. It's more of just like the plot itself, where I was like, she kind of disappeared, and I wanted more from her character because I, I was looking for more from her character. It's not that um, it was a badly written character for me. It was just like I, I was so interested in who she was that I wanted to know more. Um, but that wasn't the main armchair moment for me. So for number one, um, too long, way too long. Two. Uh, Hamie's character as in I wanted more of her and I didn't get that um, and then the third thing is which was actually the t- the two moments where they speak about the African um, people where they're like the great hunger and blah 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 and uh, the the new girlfriend where she speaks about Chinese people mm. and I thought that was a very um, how do I say uh caricature-ish like the way that the language was used i was just like that's kind of that for me was more of a thing that shouldn't happen these days was that like verging on like racism in a way like do you mean the way the characters were talking about other cultures yeah like chinese and yeah. african people? yeah yeah and like kind okay. of like this whole like oh the the small hunger and the big hunger and um in a way, it's kind of like how you have like fake spirituality in the West in Western films, where they kind of like make Asian culture kind of seem like oh, it's this weird like mystical kind of thing. I just, in any aspect, I don't really resonate with that. And because it happens so early in the film, where she talks about like the Bushmen and how like there's like I don't know if that's even real. This whole like oh, there's either they're hungry for food or they're hungry for life. Although, in a weird way, the story of uh, that story and Jung Su's um, uh, journey throughout this film kind of goes from him like wanting 
something small into him trying to find the meaning of this entire issue. So, yeah, I do have issues with this film, but it does require more watches. Mm. I yeah, I I you know, even if you might have found some aspects of the the film painful, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe in a couple of years I'd suggest revisiting it yeah. if you have the time. Yeah. Um and there's some really wonderful writing on and journalism on the film online which I found to be very enlightening, but um I completely those all those criticisms are really valid i can't really argue against them um okay well should we move on to mystery question let's do it yeah <laughs> okay this is a silly question oh, um <laughs> it's just hard when you've got a movie like this where there's you know it's so overbearingly yeah. grim it's just like yeah. with old boy um you kind of have to focus on the lighter stuff anyway uh so you have a character here who's unrecognizable because she has had plastic surgery mm-hmm and, you know, we don't know what she looked like before, but supposedly, at least she seems to think that this plastic surgery has made her beautiful, even mm-hmm. though she's unrecognizable. And we do know that South Korea is actually, it's, plastic surgery is very common there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least yeah. in the metropolitan areas. That's what I, I think it's like the case. the top in the world. I think yeah. everyone gets, like, uh, I think, like, as a graduation present, most people, but, like, no matter who you are, son, daughter, whatever... Um, you get plastic surgery as a graduation present. Gosh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, right? so my question was, uh, if you could have plastic surgery and reinvent vent your face completely, mm-hmm. would you do it? So you could have the most, everything you've ever wanted in a face, mm-hmm. but you would have to change your face almost to the point where you don't recognize, where you don't recognize yourself. Would you do it? Do I go first? Uh, I guess you know anyone. If anyone wants to chime in, um, mm. or uh, I can, yeah, I've I've always wanted more facial hair. <laughs> yeah, for as long as I could live, like you as have long beautiful as I facial remember. hair. That you, but you have like have beautiful mustache, hair on your hair, head. Yeah, on my head. Now you're just being greedy because you've got no. so many beautiful. <laughs> it hair just makes me feel components. like not Arab enough. I feel like Dude, I need you've that. You've got that amazing mustache, beard. goatee. Yeah, I don't. I barely have a goatee, man. It's not like it doesn't connect. But yeah, that's. I've I've always wanted like uh, a beard. Mm. You know, like mm. I don't feel as surudi. You know, with yeah. with this like baby butt cheek. I'd say it's better than to have a a beard that doesn't fully grow patchy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I've got a patchy facial hair, and sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe it would have been better if I just couldn't grow it at all. But anyway, that's my mm. that's. That, but that that's I can, so you would only just add facial but I'm talking about like is, changing your to a but new, is that plastic surgery though if you're just that would be like I don't know it's Im- more of like a, a, it's like, more of a trip could, to Turkey could, not so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you could wake up looking like I don't know Brad Pitt or um oh God I don't know um like change my face just like I change would... to the most beautiful person you can think of oh, uh, oh like okay completely reinvent your face oh. um but that the the thing the 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 downside supposedly is that when you look in the mirror you don't you don't see anything that reminds you of how what your face originally looks mm. like would you do it i would probably not do it because as human beings we tend to want what we don't have mm. so you can have or like you know you think that changing your face or becoming more objectively beautiful would like 
make your life better mm. and then you would have that surgery and yet you would still have issues you would yeah. still have problems like it would not change the like the human experience of like suffering and feeling sad yeah. and if people and if you don't feel beautiful and you feel like people don't you know don't give you the time of day you will have surgery be beautiful but then you will notice that people are taking advantage of you because yeah. they think you're beautiful so it's like it's I've, the different side of the coin that you would then have yeah. to like deal with yeah i don't know i feel like i've come to the stage of my life where i i, I accept myself for who i am plus mm. like my face was never really the thing that i was like that's what i want to change it was always like my abilities as a person yeah. that that i was like i wish i was better at this or i wish i wasn't as shit at this rather than my physical appearance sure, sure. yeah so like if the question is would i change the way i look no okay yeah cool what about you a little bo- body positivity i like it yeah. um uh yeah i read i, I said no because i think well I, I was thinking about it. i i i think it's even though i you know i i have frequently been someone in my life mm-hmm. where i'm like gosh i wish i looked had that differently or i wish mm-hmm. i looked more like that i wish i looked more like that i mean if you asked like me this. like 10 years ago for sure, I would have been like, yeah, like again, no, 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 no. But yeah, like, yeah, no. sure. But, but then also, like, but the, sorry, sorry go you go ahead. No, no. I mean, it's just. I guess it would be important. It would be difficult for me to reckon with not recognizing the man that's looking back at the man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna start <laughs> no, 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 no. But I would really struggle with that. Even though I wonder if if you change your face completely, you'd still see. Because you know how like you don't. You still see like a ten-year-old version of yourself when you look in the mirror. Yeah. Anyway, but not even that. Like we are our harshest critics. Like when you look at yourself in the mirror, all you see is flaws. Other people don't see that because you are the one seeing your face from different kind of lights. So like we are not reliable in our own beauty because you know what yeah. they say: beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And like when you're looking at yourself, if you're being critical that is biased towards yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your perception of yourself is subjective as well. Yeah, and you might have surgery and you might still not like how you look. So it's... True. And you could end up like the Ken man, you know? Yeah. The Ken doll guy. Have you seen the pictures of him? Yeah. Yeah. Or like the Bieber guy, like so many, you know? Totally. Like even celebrities now, when you like look at their faces, they are all just like merging into one face kind of thing. Like the same features and the same things, you know? I mean, you see it just on the street in in the UK, like in London, like everyone has like either Kim Kardashian face or like with men, everyone wants to kind of have that like angular, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a specific type of. Oh, they want the uh, cum gutters. Yeah. And you know what? The what? Cum gutters. What? Is- what are oh. cum gutters? <laughs> you don't know what a cum gutter is? No. Do you want to know? Do I? <laughs> it's when you have the. Uh, oh, is it the, the V shape? The, the v, v shape around your crotch. Oh cum gutters. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just I had to work that in somehow. That's, that's horrible. Uh, sorry, were you going to say anything else? Or, or no, 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 no. Okay, let's. What's, I think we should. Yeah, we should yeah. Oh no, I think I was going to say something, but yeah, let's just. All right, let's. So let's finish with ratings, then, shall we? Oh, is it? Do we still have to give an object? Yes, yes, yes. yes oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, eight out of ten cat turds. Nice, well done. Cat turds. I was going to go. Seven point five uh, knives. Oh, nice! Because he has the yeah. knives in his flat. Yeah, the little safe thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give this ten out of ten. Oh my god! Yeah, it was the same as last week too. I picked knives for old boy. Oh yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, oh wow! Did. Yeah, oh, knives on the mind. Um, 
but <laughs> uh, I'll give it 10 out of 10 uh, uh, abandoned greenhouses. Um, okay. I just feel it's a flat out masterpiece. So nice. thank you so much for um, watching this movie and uh, letting me ramble on about it. Yeah. No, I think this has been um, our best theme in terms of like ratings that we've given. I think it, I think it might be our highest rated theme. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this was... I'm just going to get my thoughts on uh, the theme itself because this is the last film. Um, I really loved Korean New Wave. I really loved French New Wave. I think we just got to do more foreign films. Hell um, yeah. Lithuanian think- New Wave, everybody? Oh. If that exists, I don't know. <laughs> if that's, well, if you want to well, come on yeah. be a guest, uh, you know, yeah. to guest host a theory. Theory, sorry, theme. Yeah. Apologies. I don't know if there's like enough actually good like decent movies but um we could do something with that baltic cinema i mean i i don't know any latvian or estonian (laughs) (laughs) or or, oh yeah 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 fair yeah we'll find something we'll find something um but yeah i think one of the main things that i've noticed is that the conversations that we speak of is like completely different to basically or let me say it this way western films and when i say western i mean like the english language films i feel like we're predisposed to expect a certain thing so like having a hollywood ending or coming to the fact that oh this person murdered Hamie, for Mm. sure you know that there's no um kind of like ending point um I feel that's more common in a lot of foreign films. Like I was speaking to a friend the other day about French New Wave, and I feel like a lot of those films ended on a question rather than like a "This is the answer to this film. This is how you're rewarded." And same with like this Korean New Wave, like with Memories of Murder, it kind of ended on a question. With mm-hmm. Old Boy, it's pretty set out, but it even still... The ending you don't, is ambiguous. The it, ending is quite ambiguous. Sure yeah, you're not yeah. sure what's mm-hmm. going on. Like, does the daughter know or not? Or, like, if this if, if it was all real or not? And it's the same with this film. You're kind of just, like, questioning it a lot more. And it's leaving a lot more to the to the brain or to your mind. So, Yeah. You know what? More foreign films, I think. We need to do more foreign films. Uh, and we definitely need to have yeah. uh, Naringa on more as well. For sure, for sure. And, uh, yeah, more female stories as well. Yeah, more Actually, Naringa did point that out to me. She she did say we... Because well, we did the female gaze. This is the conundrum we've mm. created for ourselves where we want to do more female-led films or films from female filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I said film a lot there. But then we also loved having fe- women on more to talk about yeah. these films so they could speak about it with more authority than we mm-hmm. um, yeah. could or with like more lived experience. But not even could. that, just I said like more like, you know, movies like Tar, for example, or like just more like, mm. I'd like strong female characters and mm-hmm. like less things where it's just like, it seems like, it's all about men. Not that it's mm. bad, but again, there's so much. I mean, of that. we have talked about Scott Pilgrim. We have talked about Eternal Sunshine, and now we've talked about this film. Those are three films where the manic pixie dream girl. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, where they they're can, all your choices, aren't they? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, we should end it here, guys. Come yeah. on. No, I, I mean, like, <laughs> if we consider like the last few films, we had uh, Agnes Varda, 
Um, yeah, I mean, Korean true. New Wave might have been a tough one with with fem- with watch um, Cleo from Five to Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did uh, Barbie, which is I don't know if you'd consider that like female-led or oh, like, totally yeah or feminist yeah. um but yeah i mean like i've tried to i mean we've tried to be as mindful as possible but i thought we were doing well in the last few months i my biggest issue is uh we don't have enough lgbtq stories or voices on this podcast and the issue is is that with as three straight men two of whom are two white straight men it's hard to just talk about films like that right. without having the representation. Without ex- that's that's you. You've said that so much better than I was. Tr- you've said exactly yeah. what I was trying to say before, and I don't think we need to have a woman in the room, so to speak, or a femme person in mm-hmm. the room to talk about a film that was made with strong female characters. You're completely mm-hmm. right, but when it comes to yeah, LGBTQ or yeah, female gays or queer cinema, I think it's important sometimes to have yeah. someone. It's because like for this film, we were like, oh, we haven't explored asian films in a while let's go to korea like for me i wanted to do uh palestinian films you know but i feel uncomfortable speaking about the palestinian voice although i am arab and i am close to what's going on i still feel i need palestinians so it honestly it has to fit in with the I don't know, with the planning and stuff like that. But I completely agree with you. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And again, it's less like, oh, like every person on the the crew or something has to be female. It's mm. it's more about the Yeah. The this the realness or like re- like accurate representation mm-hmm. of like those characters. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's again a lot of like great movies from like you know 20 30 years ago that are all good but a lot of the times the women characters mm-hmm. lack things mm-hmm. and i think that not that it's wrong but you see so many of like these amazing male stories and male characters yeah. like sometimes you're just like well let's talk about all the great women characters out for there. sure for sure yeah i completely agree well i think yeah. then we just need to have more guests like yourself coming yeah. back to to i think pick films like that as well a little mm-hmm. Or to, you know, I guess, yeah, I think we need to be recommended great films that do yeah. have legitimate three-dimensional, I, I, like, authentic female tried, characters. After mm. we did the female gaze theme, I've always tried to at least out of one movie out of all the three to have a strong female character. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, I, that's, that's something I will try and do more mm. going forward because I realize I'm probably one of the main offenders when it comes to this <laughs> um male dominated uh narrative yeah. focus well on that note thank you for listening everyone thank you to naringa for being the amazing guest that she is as usual um and yeah thank you for picking this theme ollie it was honestly a huge pleasure i really loved korean film uh like korean new wave and i need to get my ass on more korean films uh, i need to watch way more um, what's that one? Something to Busan? Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yeah, that's a great uh, I one. haven't seen that. That's a zombie film. To. Yeah. But it's not to. too scary, so I think you'd enjoy it. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm more of a jump it's scare. Not too scary. Jump, you can handle jump, it. Jump scares are the Have things you seen that it? No. Yeah. Oh, you'd love it as well. Yeah. Well, then, when we do the zombie theme. I'll be there. I do love my yeah. zombies. Yeah. Zombie. Zombie. Zombie.